We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of The Corner. I'm Kel Dansby. Yes, and I'm back. Andreas Hill. It's me again. Back from a boat. Back from a goddamn boat. Uh, today, we're talking about WWE Royal Rumble. We're talking about Conor McGregor and UFC 197. He had his press conference today. His press conference. It, wasn't, it was nobody but Nobody else there. Yeah. He was late. It was his press conference. He stayed after. That's the way it rolls. Then we also talk in boxing. Wilder knocked someone the hell out. Yeah, after a lackluster fight, but whatever. <laughs> and there's a couple fights coming up that we have to talk about. But first, first, we're going to talk about your weekend on a boat. You look tan. Man, I, I didn't go outside. You know what I did? I got on the boat. See, look. Don't you stop places? Yeah, but I got off the boat. Like We got we stopped at like Cabo, Mazatlan, and Puerto Vallarta. Okay. But we, I, like Cabo, I think Mazatlan, I got off the boat for like 20 minutes. So the, the boat was... All you can drink. So I was drunk for seven days. <laughs> Me and my wife were drunk seven days of nothing. Like you wake up and have to find something to drink. Like I got up and I was like, let me get an Irish coffee with an extra shot of whiskey. And then I go, like, yo, I drank from eight in the morning till the bar closed at 3 a.m. for seven days on a boat. And it's all you can eat. I gained eight pounds. I know they say don't drink the water in Mexico, but that doesn't mean you can only drink liquor. That's, that's all I drink. I mean, shit is I had water too. I had water occasionally. I had to flush the system, but <laughs> yo, I like Jameson and Ginger is like my drink, or uh, Hendrix and tonic, or Hendrix and ginger beer. Like I tried everything under the sun. Like I drank, like seven days of drinking. Like when you have to try it and it's free, it's a pretty tough feat to I pull off. I feel like your kidneys need like a just a harsh reset. Oh, I'm, I haven't drank since I've been back. 
And like, yo, I got to get back to the. Like, I'm telling you, I gained eight pounds on this on this boat. And then you're disconnected from the world. For those who have never been on the cruise, like I had no phone, had no internet. Um, the only channels I had was like MSNBC and Fox News. So I watched was like presidential debates, and I knew like David Bowie died. That was the only thing I knew. And then like they showed the NFL playoff games, but other than that, it was like soccer and cricket. And then like movie channels, and I think I like I watched Everest, uh, Bridges, Bridges Spies, I think whatever the hell it was called, um, Inside Out like three times. So if intern. you start like an offshoot podcast for cricket and soccer i know where it came from it wouldn't be because i ain't watch this shit like, i was drunk <laughs> like, i wasn't watching anything so it was like i came back and everything changed like i came back to the world and it was like yo ufc 97 was announced it was you know like i saw the football games but like i saw my niners hire chip kelly and that made me real disappointed and depressed yeah i figured you and shake couldn't have been happy about no nah, i wasn't happy about that at all chip kelly yeah not feeling that Kanye dropped some new music, so it was like I felt like I was gone out of the world for like a, a, an entire week, and I missed everything. Yeah, we definitely got to talk about those Kanye tracks here. Uh, you know what I did today? What? Besides the press conference that we're going to talk about? Oh, porn. Porn convention. <laughs> AVN. How was Adult that? Entertainment Expo. I've been, but how was it? I haven't been in a few years. It was years. like Disney World. Really? Yes. And I know like you're kind of like the person who's like, man, Disney World was better in the 80s. That's how you feel like, oh, the porn convention was better five years ago. It was. But you know what? I'm there now, and I had a ball. My Snapchat is lit right now. <laughs> if everyone go to it, you got about, like, 12 more hours to see the debauchery. I'll be back there tomorrow actually doing work uh, and interviewing porn stars. It's one hell of a job. Who would you interview today? Today, I only interviewed Sarah J because she is a fan of Black Sports Online. Gave me Sarah a J's great a interview. Of, she's a pro wrestling fan. You she about wrestling? is a pro wrestling Hip-hop fan. Head. She's a boxing fan. Yes, yeah, um, I'm interviewing yeah. her again tomorrow, but that was my only interview for today. Why is Sarah J on the show today? Um, they're booked. So, okay, I met a couple porn stars last year, follow each other on Instagram. So, we're DMing each other this past week, uh, a couple of them, and they're just like, yo, we land Tuesday night. We're swamped the entire week. Uh, and one um, who's a really cool friend of mine now after past year. Porn stars are cool people, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she was just like, yo, I'd love to do the show. But we're at AVN. She was at AVN from like three to seven each day. And then she's like, as soon as we get off, I'm booked every single night. And the least money she got booked for was 15K. Oh, good for her. I, I was like, yeah, um, we're not paying. So I'll yeah. see you at the convention. Thank you, though. So, yeah, that's why uh, we have no porn stars on the show currently. Because if not, yeah, it'd be a great time. Sarah J would be perfect. Like, I saw at WrestleMania a few years ago. Yeah, like, yo. Oh, she's um, in. She's going to be part of the piece tomorrow, though. So interviewing her, a few more porn stars tomorrow. Besides that, I just looked around, had fun today, made sure uh, I was a man of the people on Snapchat, showing everybody uh, the craziness that is AVN. And it was are a are you going to the awards? I'm not going to the awards because I'm covering boxing. Good, because the awards are the most boring thing I've ever been to in my entire life. Oh. <laughs> the Porn Convention Awards, because it's like they're getting awards. They're not doing anything. And the speeches are always terrible. And it's all, like the one year I went, it was like six hours. Oh, God. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, Don't again. they show those on like Showtime or something? They do. When they edit it down, it's still like three and a half hours. Yeah, no, nah, I can't. I'll, I'll wait. No use to watch it. <laughs> I'll wait. Yeah, no, nah, I'm uh, covering the boxing match that we're talking about later. Garcia versus Guerrero in LA this weekend. Yeah, it's Puerto Rico versus Mexico. But yes, your boy Danny Garcia. It's my first time do seeing Garcia live because really? he always fights on the East Coast. You, you didn't see him against Matisse on uh, the Mayweather on the card. Which Mayweather fight? Mayweather Canelo. Mayweather Canelo. That was, was like Danny Garcia's like best fight. 
I feel like maybe I was late to that. I don't know. I got to ask Rob. Danny Garcia's become very forgettable. He's been like a very forgettable fighter lately. Yeah, maybe I have seen him before. Well, ain't that. Ain't that something. Let's talk about Kanye. You you miss Kanye. You brought back Good Fridays. Uh, This week was late. But no more parties joint. That's not bad. Had your boy on it, Kendrick. No, that was actually dope. I mean, it was kind of surprising. He had Mad Lib on there mm-hmm. um, producing the beat. And, you know, Kendrick kind of stole the show. Erica Badumi. Um, <laughs> Kendrick's verse was fire. Yeah, it was dope. Flames. Um, but it was it was kind of a, a callback to the old Kanye, which I kind of felt good about. Both tracks have actually been. The first one, I was like, eh, it's all right. It felt like it was just kind of like a, a, a track. What, what was that at the end? I didn't like the end part. I don't uh, know. It remember. fades into like a different track, and I thought that was whack. Yeah, I mean, well, it did no parties in L.A., but I forgot what the name of the first song was. Uh, friend, some somebody's cousin stealing his laptop. He had to pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars for it. Yeah. I, if my cousin stole my laptop, I ain't paying him shit. I'm beating <laughs> his ass. That's what I'm doing. Fist cuffs. He will never get paid. And then, like before that, was facts, which I thought was absolutely horrible. Like yeah. that, that was a dreadful track. I think that was just a throwaway. Like once again, to promote the shoes. <laughs> I guess, but it was terrible. Like Kanye shouldn't be allowed to make terrible music. And yeah, facts I, I is think horrible. I think now we're seeing album tracks and album cuts. I hope so. Come out. I don't know what to expect from this album, man. It from these two tracks, I'm not going to be disappointed necessarily. The Kendrick feature is dope. Um, it's not whatever the last joint. What was the last joint? Uh, Yeezus. I hated Yeezus. Yeah, it's I'm not sorry. Yeezus. Like, like it. it doesn't have that tone. It's, yeah, ho- hopefully it's a call back to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yes, which, it seems. Uh, yeah. It's not even as grand as that though. It seems like a little bit more. We'll like, see. Graduation ish. Like it is. We haven't heard a big beat yet. Like grand production. I mean, graduation was pretty stadium music. Like that album was stadium music. Which one am I thinking about, man? I'm not, not sure. I hated late registration. You hated late registration. Yeah, um, it's probably my least favorite Kanye album oh outside God. of Jesus. Um, Jesus is my worst, but late registration was great. Yeah, that's my second second okay la- well, to last. I'm gonna let uh, you live because we're not gonna spend too much time talking <laughs> about Kanye today. Listen, I don't care if that's a goddamn it kill moment or not. Go through the catalog. It's his second worst album. And 808s and Heartbreak is a classic. We just won't realize it for like 10 years. I don't think I'll ever realize that album was a classic. I thought it was good, but whatever. Not a classic. It's ahead of its time. Um, let's talk about today's press conference then. Conor McGregor, UFC 187, 197. Yeah, I'm going back we're in time. by, man. We're getting um, close to one. UFC 197. He's on like every one of these. So just pop a number in and Conor McGregor's headline in. Him versus RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos, and... Today, Conor wouldn't even let the guy speak. It was the Conor McGregor show. Yo, he was dressed like El Chapo. El Chapo. <laughs> he did the handshake. He was like, yeah, like the yo. Sean Penn handshake. Listen, Conor McGregor is always on. That that guy is wit and humor. For some people, it's going to be tiresome. But for me, I'm waiting for somebody to meet his match on the microphone. Because Jose Allen didn't speak English, so he couldn't do it. True. Dona, Dos Anjos barely speaks English, so he can't be fast enough with his replies. Cowboy was kind of my hope. Yeah, but since he's he got too laid back. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, maybe it have to be Nate Diaz on the mic. Nate, but, Nate will talk. But Nate that won't. Talk. He, all he'll do is spew belligerent shit to Conor. Like, that's all. That's all you need. Bitch, like now, nah, flip him off. Good. Yeah, that's good enough. That face off it. would be amazing. Yeah, they would fight at the face off. I, I think, think. <laughs> they'd have to put like the presidential glass between those two guys. Don't even let them get close. Nah, don't. Dana would have a hell of a time keeping those guys apart. Yes, and, and Schaller couldn't Schaller. do it. Yeah, yeah keep Schaller, Schaller keep, away from him. Yeah, Schaller. Even though Schaller has looked like he's been hitting the gym lately after the John Jones Daniel Cormier incident, because well, the rematch is coming up. Yeah, he's, he got to get swole. Yeah, you got to get deezed up. You can't get <laughs> tossed around like he got tossed in the bushes for real. So 
you know, McGregor against anybody. I figure McGregor against RDA, by the time this fight comes around, RDA is going to want to throw him in the bushes. So we'll see what happens. McGregor said a lot of crazy shit today at the presser. Jesus. Um, he's cool with Jesus. He's cool with Jesus. You know, God recognized God. Yo. He took it back like 93 hip hop. The man has, uh, when it comes to one liners and freestyles, like, McGregor has got the business. Yo, God's recognized God's. I said, how'd you name your kids Bill? And David. <laughs> He's like, he said, how do you call yourself a Brazilian? He named your kids Bill and David. Now, oh, my God. The funny thing is he's, he's using a similar thing they used against Jose Aldo. Yeah. When he said Jose wasn't a man of the country, you know, he's doing the same thing to RDA. But he's very complimentary now of Aldo. Well, yeah, of course. If you knocked him out in 13 seconds, yeah. <laughs> you'd be complimentary to anybody. You whipped their ass. But, I was like, ain't this some shit? Like, but he's doing the same thing to RDA. He's saying that you're not a man of the country. The people don't like you. They love Jose Aldo. They hate you. Hey, RDA seems affected. I'm, I'm not going to lie. They all get affected by Conor McGregor. He wanted to. He was like, at one point, he leaned over. He was like, I'm not answering any more questions since you just want to talk over me. I'll let you answer everything for me. And Conor was like, he looked. And Conor was like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, gladly. I'll answer everything. Now, why Holly Holm and Misha Tate were there is kind of bizarre because no there was no reason for them to even they speak. They asked him like three questions. They were way too nice to each other. All yeah. compliments. Too much love in the room. Yeah, I was just like, you're not selling the fight for me. Maybe that's why, you know, they're the co-main. Because yeah. Dana saw it coming. Like, these two is a main event. Even though Holly has a buzz now, might as well put that buzz along with Connor and boost these ratings. Yeah, and make her look better for the next fight. When 200 comes around, she competes there, what have you. But her headlining when it comes to selling the fight, the UFC's on a roll right now. 196 might struggle a little bit because I don't feel like there's a tremendous buzz with Super Kane and Verdun. Weekend. There's a yeah. lot of other stuff to do. But going into 197, like, and then I don't know where Jones and Cormier is going to happen at. It feels like it'd be like 198. Yeah. But it feels like they to can To my sell. knowledge, uh, last week Botter said 199 is June instead of May. So Yeah, I've heard that they're not doing the May card in Which Vegas. Which is odd. Well, yeah. I mean, they got to, I don't know. Maybe they do a fight night. I don't know. They got to do something. Yeah. We always have our Memorial Day cards, so it would be kind of odd for them not to do it. But you never know. I didn't expect to get a February and a March card along with January. We're busy. Vegas is active. Yeah, and you're in and out of the city. Yeah, man, I don't stay here long. I mean, did you see the commercial I produced? Yeah, the commercial was my dope. How did my... skip over the commercial? Yeah, man, I, my, the commercial came out. I thought there. it was going to be your voice, though. Uh, no. Nah. The, the voiceover. Well, no, because I wrote um, J-Rock's parts. Yeah. And I interviewed Jay Rock and if, you know good friend of the show Glasses Malone in Nickerson Projects, but uh, no, nah, it wouldn't make sense to have my voice on there because it's a commercial about them. No, exactly. Yeah, but I was listening. I was like, oh, okay, that's not on. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, just, I just conducted all the questions. I wrote all the voiceovers for Jay Rock. Um, and when I saw, like, I didn't get seats. I came out. I got off the boat. My Twitter was blowing up. Like, yo, that good job on the commercial. I was like, it's out. <laughs> I checked my account. The check cleared. Oh, so it's out. So got my <laughs> the check, check cleared. The That's check all cleared. Know. That's what matters. That's what matters. And they Shout had out. the footage from actual from the concert. Yeah, that you were like real hype about. Yeah, so that was dope. Everything about that was dope. So you know, good times, man. Next time, you know, next thing that's up is the Grammys. Oh no, actually, I got Sundance next week, so I won't be on the show next week doing Sundance Film Festival. But yeah, yeah, I'm never, I'm never here. You'll be on the show. We're gonna figure it out we'll to do the out show some. before you leave. I mean, I leave Monday, so you leave on Monday. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. Well, I don't know. We'll call You better call me from where is that? Because it's right after the Colorado? Royal Rumble. Uh, nah, Utah. Park Utah. City, Utah. I'm going from 80 degrees on a boat in Mexico to like 10 degrees in Park City. I'm going to get sick. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's, inevitable. That's not going to be good at all. Uh, you got to call me before you get sick. We'll record the podcast because we got to talk about Royal Rumble. Yeah, we do have to talk about Royal Rumble. Um, But, you know, the first thing I watched, there's two things I watched with the boat. We'll talk about Wilder later. 
Dominic Cruz and TJ Dillashaw. Yes. I don't think that people appreciate what Dominic Cruz just accomplished by beating TJ Dillashaw in his second fight in four and a half years. Greatest comeback in UFC history. I've never Easy. seen anything like that. I like, mean, Rumble's been out of the shit. Verdum tossed out. I don't care. This guy has three ACL surgeries in four years. He damn near has no knee left. And he was getting kicked in the knee. Right. Repeatedly. Like, TJ was just like, oh, the hell with that. I can't hit him. Let me just try to take his leg off again. Uh, it's incredible to see how he moves. I tweeted at one point. I was like, this guy's moving in Matrix bullet time. Like, he never put his hands up. No, he's... Not once did he put his hands up to protect his face. He dodged every single punch TJ threw. People talk about how Dominic Cruz isn't exciting to watch. He's fascinating for me to watch because I like watching how he sets things up. And you, you figure that, he, you know, first 30 seconds of the fight, he's trying to figure out where you're throwing, what punches and kicks you're going to throw. When's that Dillashaw head kick going to come? When's he loading up? Exactly. And then the way he skips, it's like Fred Astaire in the, in the octagon. because He's tap dancing all around everything. <laughs> Great fight to watch. I saw some people pick Dillashaw to win. I picked Dominic Cruz from the jump. Um, yeah. I figured TJ's still kind of new here. And, he, and he's just arrived. So, but in Dominic Cruz, he's kind of used to this. And for, there's many times he said uh, cage rush is a thing of the mind as long as you're training right. He showed it, even though he got a little tired in the fifth round. But that's that was expected. And he said, you know, the foot was was the key. Yeah, which I hope isn't going to be serious. I hope he's able um, to compete sooner than later. I mean, we we've seen plantar fasciitis go two ways. You can rest it, and you come back, and you're okay to go on it. And it just flames up every now and then. Right. Or we've seen, you know, the Kevin Durant, Greg Oden, where... Damn, you, the Greg Oden. Whew. I mean, it's, it's eight months, ten months. And if that's the case, he got to retire. Right. Because you can't just take the belt away again for that long. Uh, it, it was an amazing fight. I, I can't believe the guy is still that good. Uh, <laughs> the Kenny Florian jab at the end was Which was great. great. Yeah, Dominic's always on point. He, oh, he, he's witty. He's and, pretty timely with, it, with his jabs. And he's a great heel. Like, even being he on TV, he's a great heel. He's, like, he's that smart heel. He's, like, that Batman villain. Yep. And, yeah, it, you know. He's so calculated, everything he does. The rematch with Uriah is going to happen. He's going to beat Uriah again. Um, I don't know what's going to be next after that. As long as he stays healthy, if they re-sign Aljamain or Thomas Almeida, those guys. I think are those in. two have to fight. I mean, if to me, if he beats, uh, if he beats Uriah, I think Garbrandt is next up. Garbrandt's got a long way to go. Revenge angle. Garbrandt's fighting Lineker, which is not an easy fight. No, but I mean, by then, Garbrandt could take three fights damn near. Right? Possible, but he's going he's to have to smoke everybody. Like, he's going to have to stop Lineker. And Lineker's got those hands to kill people. He's a crazy-ass dude. Yeah. Lineker's a guy who just could never make weight. Now that he makes weight, you know, the hands are still heavy. So Definitely. I'm trying to see uh, how that plays out. This could fight, be one of the deepest divisions in the UFC. It could be. It could be. Another fight I want to talk about is something I kind of expected was Eddie Alvarez beating Anthony Pettis because as soon as I saw Eddie Alvarez employ that put-my-head-in-your-chest tactic, Anthony Pettis can't fight going backwards. And he has to operate from a distance, and he deserved to lose that fight. He needs to reconsider his entire career right now. Yeah, he needs he needs to change it up somehow, some way. I, I don't know where he goes from here. Because theoretically, you have the best wrestler in that general area like of weight classes mm -hmm. in your gym. Right. Like, Askren's there every day. You're not getting better. Like, I, you can't man. stop a takedown. You, you won. You can't get back up when you are taken down. The best he did was get up to his feet against the cage and then get taken down again. That's not going to cut it. 
No, he just he's not a good infighter. Like when it, up against the clinch, he didn't know really know what to do. Eddie deployed the perfect strategy. You can't let Anthony Pettis operate from a distance, or he'll pick you apart. But he added no new wrinkles to his game. No, I Dos mean, Angels shoved his head in his chest and beat the crap out of the him. The same shit Clay Guida did to him. And the Ultimate ago. Fighter is his debut yeah. that spoiled everything. So the problem with Pettis now, I'm you know he fights somebody like Tony Ferguson, he might get killed. Well, he needs confidence now. Like, I still like him in those stand-up battles, but he needs confidence. Hey, have him fight Jose Aldo. Have Jose move up to 55. Let's have that fight happen. I wouldn't mind it at all. No, but I, you got to feed him somebody he can beat. First and <laughs> foremost, like, I understand the guy's still top five ranked fighter in that division. Have him fight number nine. Like, give, give him a confidence I mean, boost. even number, like, Because who are you okay. going to keep fighting? You're going to feed him, what, Cerrone next? I, I'll give you a name. Edson Barbosa. Damn, Barbosa's dangerous as shit. But he's ranked like nine or ten. Yeah, because he keeps losing to like people like Ferguson. But you put him in there in a stand-up match with Anthony Pettis. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, if he loses that, then he's just washed because the confidence is gone. Yeah. His swag is what carried him before. But I'm just saying, Barbosa is gonna fight your fight. He's not gonna take you down. He's not gonna do the infighting. He's gonna look for the Terry Adam spinning heel kick, just like you're looking for the Showtime kick again. Yep. yep. So it could be a highlight knockout. Hopefully, when I mean, hopefully they put that fight together. That's what I want to see. No, definitely. Um, those are kind of the maiden fights on that card. Oh, Mitrione's eye, Mitrion. of course. Yeah. Oh, oh, what the that hell? Was... One, I mean, the eye pokes did him in. I'm not gonna lie. Travis Brown used the John Jones offense and poked him in the eye twice. But then you, there's no answer for that right hand. No, that right came not. quick and with a vengeance. It and did. Uh, damn, broken orbital. One of the nastiest looking injuries we'll see. Uh, he posted online him getting his eye drained. It's getting worse, isn't it? it, look, yeah, yeah, it was, every like, day what it is, looked worse. Damn. Half the baby already. Baby already. <laughs> like, the water broke, and it's, the baby's still not coming out. That shit is horrible, man. Uh, I don't even know when he could come back for something like that. Nah, you're going to have to wear an eye patch. You're going to be the slick Rick of MMA. Word. Just just one eye only. Yep. Black Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops. Just call it what you Cyclops. want. You'd be a pirate. Might, uh, and he'd do it. Meet and him I don't do know it. where it puts you know Travis Brown now. I mean, Travis Brown is one of those guys who hangs around the top five, but he just can't get over the hump to get a title shot. You know, he couldn't do it against Nagari, even though he got injured. Um, who, who, Arlovsky. Arlovsky, which, glass jaw Arlovsky we just yeah, saw. Which we've seen has, yeah, exactly. So and it's like Travis Brown got is. knocked out by him. He has to get lucky with landing big shots against big fighters to get over. Because otherwise, technique-wise, he's solid, but he's not there. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know where Travis Brown goes from here. This win didn't do a whole lot for him. Word. Um, before we bring our guest in, because we actually have a guest on this show, you're back. We got a guest. We're rocking again. It's a, it's a good week. It's yeah, good week. everything's great right now. Before we bring the guest in, though, there's one more thing we have to talk about. BJ Penn out of retirement. I don't know why he's doing this. You think he's going to get, like, killed in that? Against Nick Lentz, he might get smoked. <laughs> like, after the, the Frankie Edgar fight, and when BJ came out fighting that weird stand-up tie style, and then yeah. he just proceeded to get drilled... That was not good. And then, yo, you cried. Jackson. I don't care. You cried at the press conference. You made a, most of us want to cry with you. Yeah. You're that was rude. Some sad shit. That was rude. Don't come back. Stay your ass retired. You made <laughs> us feel all these emotions. All so we these ain't going to cry again. Is no, what man. Saying. No. It's ass like, we're just like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, beat it. <laughs> then, like, not, like, now you got to go. Because you really <laughs> told, like, yo, you were there at that press conference. Of course. That post fight press was very emotional. Sad as shit. BJ's given us all of the sport. He knew he didn't have it anymore. Frankie completely ran him over. And now you're going to come back? I don't care if you're at Jackson's. BJ Penn is one of the hard, most hard-headed fighters I've ever seen. Definitely. He does what he wants to do. 
Greg Jansen may shore up his striking for like 30 seconds, but he'll go back to the old BJ Penn. And this BJ Penn just doesn't have it anymore. No, not for the people in the division now. No, I mean, look, he got killed by Nick Diaz. He got killed by Frankie Yeager. He just hasn't looked good. Who else did he fight? Roy, was it Roy McDonald? Did he fight Rory at once? Oh, I can't remember. That's who he one fought. hell of a jump. I have to. I have to Google it. I don't know why I just thought of Rory. Maybe his, his broken face came into my mind. But BJ Penn just hasn't had it in a long time. He just doesn't look good. So fighting if he's fighting Nick Lentz, why? I don't understand. Money? I, I'm sure he could use a little bit more. I don't I mean, know how well the website is doing. I'm kind of surprised Dana's even allowing this. Because. Oh, he did fight Roy. Yeah, okay. He got he got smashed. Unanimous decision. Yeah. yeah. Roy beat the shit Edgar, out of him. Edgar, Roy, Nick Diaz. His last win was against Matt Hughes in 2010. And that was a wash, Matt Hughes. Who needed to be on the shelf? Yeah, and then shit, lost to Frankie twice before so then. So he, he hasn't won a fight since, what, 2010? 2010. Yo, that's a long Listen, time. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, he fought Kenny, Kenny Florian in one of his most recent wins. So I'm saying, Kenny Florian's out here plagiarizing now. So, I mean, come on, yeah, man. Yeah, he needs to hang it up. Cut it out. I, I think <laughs> it was there at the Kenny Florian fight. I remember that. But, yo, BJ's, I don't want to see BJ fight anymore. I might just walk out. Just walk out? It's like, nah, man. I'm Middle of the second round, he's taking ass whooping. I'm out of here. Yeah, I can't, man. You like, you just, you play with our emotions. We got all the feels, and now you're going to come back and ruin the feels? <laughs> Get out of here, BJ. And, I, and I'm a big BJ Penn fan. I just don't like him it's coming over back. for your boy, BJ. Yeah. All right. Let's welcome in our guest right now, then. Let's oh, say yeah. what's... Hey, you're back. We got to do it right. Let's say what's up to our guest. So, everybody, we promised you a guest for this episode. We have the guest. It is Mike Jackson, not Michael Jackson. Dana White needs to get it right. And he'll be competing for the UFC for the first time. It's kind of the, the play-in fight to see who gets CM Punk. Uh, Mike, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, let's get right to it. Do you think if you win this fight, you get CM Punk? Is that what's been laid out to you? I mean, it, uh, it, it only makes sense to, to to put me in there with this cat, man. You know, um, the whole idea of bringing CM Punk into the UFC, it, it was purely business. And I get it, you know. As a journalist myself... You know, um, and, and what I, I as a journalist, but, you know, my brand with the whole MikeTheTruth.com thing, that's a brand and that's a business in itself, and I'm a businessman. And when you're a business, your main goal is to make money, you know. Uh, UFC is the, the pinnacle of MMA. You're going to have the, the top centers in the world that are going to organization. But at the same time, you need to make money. So... When opportunities like this arise where you can maximize your profits in the situation, why not jump on it, you know? So you have CM Punk, who is a name who comes from professional wrestling. And, you know, although he has no fight experience at all, people are going to pay to see CM Punk, you know? Um, with that being said, you put CM Punk and Mickey Gall in a fight, all you're doing is just getting the eyes of CM Punk, and possibly the the population of whatever little city uh, Mickey Gall comes from in Jersey. Now, on the other hand, you put Mike the Truth Jackson in the octagon against CM Punk, you're going to maximize your profits, you know? Um, you're going to get the eyes of not only just Houston, but I'm a brand, and 
you know, I'm established myself in the MMA community outside of just Houston and Texas. You know, I have uh, fans all across the world, you know. Um, and you can look at the insight on the Facebook pages and things like that and see where all the people come from. So when the opportunity comes up, you know, you can sit here and say Mike Jackson doesn't get a shot, but all you're doing is losing money on that, you know. Um, and in the name alone, you know, he, he calls me Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson versus CM Punk sounds much better on, on, <laughs> on a fight poster than just Mickey Gall and CM Punk. No one wants to see that, you know. People want to see the king of pop versus <laughs> CM Punk. So, so, Mike, for those who don't know about you, I mean, talk about yourself a little bit, your, your background in MMA, and, um, you know, you're, you're 3-0, right, in your MMA career? Well, no, uh, this is actually my, my professional MMA debut, which is still wild, you know, how many people make their professional debut in the, uh, in the UFC. Uh, no, but my background started, I competed as an amateur in MMA. I started in 2008, um, and during that time, I also developed the Mike the Truth brand, which is more of a, a, a media outlet, you know, uh, I cover events locally in Houston, um, and I also branch, I, I cover, you know, outside of Houston, I go to the main cities in Texas, and I also spread out to, you know, Louisiana, Oklahoma, um, you know, I've been to other states, you know, Georgia, these places, and uh, I cover events, I'm also a photographer, you know, so I'm shooting pictures at these events. And uh, people know me, you know, Ariel, you know, Ariel knows me, you know, uh, Esther Lynn, all these cats, they know me because they've seen me at these events. You know, I've covered the UFC. I've covered Invicta. Uh, the main event or the main promotion I cover is Legacy that's based out of Houston. So the, that's how I've built up my brand. Uh, but as far as a professional fighter goes, uh, once I, I want to say my last MMA fight as an amateur was about three years ago, um, but since that time I was doing uh, boxing and kickboxing as a professional. Uh, when those, uh, I'm undefeated in both. Uh, all my wins have come via knockout and, and, and both sports. So uh, I'm just, you know, I just, I like to fight. Really, it doesn't matter. Uh, but as far as MMA goes, I actually had plans of. Returning to uh, returning in May this year, uh, I actually just graduated from college um, in December, so that was really kind of a hindrance, you know. You know, studying and doing all this stuff, and you know, I know some people are able to do all these different things, but that's not the way my mind works. You know, I gotta kind of buckle down on stuff, you know, um, and pay close attention to it. You know, I can make these A's and B's, you know, and make these high grades. Um, but yeah, my goal was definitely to go back and. And it just so happens that I'm getting back in MMA, uh, making my debut in the pinnacle of MMA in, uh, in the UFC. See, I know you from Twitter, and we've spoken on Twitter for years now, and I know the mind that you have for MMA. Like, I, I see you talk about these fights and break down the biggest fights, and like you said, you cover them, you're always in the gym. A lot of people think Mickey Gall is just being fed like an easy fight. Like, this is a cupcake match, and it him and CM Punk is pretty much written in the sky. Once I found out it was you, I was like, man, he's into he's in some trouble. Let people know right. what you expect in this fight, because a lot of people think he's just going to run through you. Right. Uh, and that comes from, uh, although I do have a name in the MMA community, uh, well, at first, a lot of people, they, I mean, they said Michael Jackson, and I don't go by Michael Jackson. So, I mean, I had, I mean, Ariel Wani, 
didn't realize it was me. And then once he did, he was like, oh, I know that guy. Um, I don't have a name as a, as a fighter on the national scene like that. Um, my national coverage is primarily on the media side. Um, but, don't, I mean, don't get it twisted. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a fighter with, with dynamite in each hand, and I, I can knock any man out. Um, so for me to be overlooked is that would be a big mistake. And I, I mean, Mickey Gall knows that. You know, I, I, I doubt for, for one second that he's overlooking me. Um, he knows what to expect. He and I have spoken. And, uh, you know, he, he's watched some tape. He's, he's said some things and made some observations. And I kind of laughed at it, you know, because he was right, you know. So he's done his homework. And I don't think he's sleeping on me at all. You know, he understands the dangers that lie ahead of him. So, I don't want to look past Mickey Gall too much, but being that you have a background in kickboxing and boxing, aren't you basically a bad matchup for somebody like CM Punk, oh. whose strength is grappling? Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, you, you broke up, what did you say? I was saying, you know, considering that you have a strong background in boxing and kickboxing, and CM Punk doesn't, you know, not to look too far ahead, but isn't he a, aren't you a horrible matchup for him? For me, Mickey Gall is definitely a tougher, a tougher fight. Um, as far as CM Punk goes, look, I mean, I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you what his best, best chance is with me. And and I, I kind of have a feeling that this is a reason they didn't want to give me the fight uh, in the beginning. You know, and, you know, they didn't say that if I won, that um, I would get the shot because I feel they're well aware. Uh, of, of my strong suits here uh, and my skill sets. You know, from Mickey Gall to fight CM Punk, you know, worst case scenario, you know, Mickey Gall submits CM Punk with some, you know, with, with whatever submission he chooses. Um, I'm not going in there to submit CM Punk. Could I submit CM Punk? Yeah. I've been training for, for several years in this sport, um, and I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable on the ground, especially with my submission. I just don't like to submit people. You know, I'm here to take people's heads off. I'm here to make people quit. You know, um, and CM Punk with his with his uh, his lack in, in striking. You know, and don't get me wrong, he's training at a solid camp. He's training over there at the Rufus uh, with, with Duke Rufus. Um, I, I know Duke. Well, I've been to his seminars. You know, um, he, he has a, a great lineage behind him. But I, I don't care. I mean. You can only learn so much in this short period of time. You know, this dude would need to have, Duke Rufus would, would have to fight for him. That's his only opportunity of having a shot at, uh, at defeating me. You know, because CM Punk, um, uh, unfortunately for him, if he steps in the cage with me, he, he won't fight again. That will be his first and last fight in MMA. With that being said, you know, the UFC, like you said, you're making your debut. It's the pinnacle of the sport. Is this kind of like an offshoot, one-time thing? Or if you win, do you get a contract? Or is it just to see a punk fight? Or is it just see where it goes from there? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a one-fight contract that I signed. And again, I'm cool with that because I understand the business side of this. And I understand what's going on. Uh, do I belong in the UFC? No. I don't belong in the UFC. You know, I train with some killers, man, that um, have been in the UFC themselves. You know, I mean, I train with uh, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. You know, these guys, uh, they belong in the UFC. And I have other friends, Alex Milano, who just 
uh, got called up on short notice. Was a training partner of mine. You know, these guys belong in the UFC. Um, and as far as uh, complete MMA games go, do I feel where my striking compares to people in the UFC? Oh, most definitely. I think I can knock out um, the majority of the roster. Um, but it's not just striking. So I, have, I would have to focus on other aspects of the, uh, facets of the game, which I mean, I'm comfortable with. It's just the interest just isn't there, you know? Um, but as far as this particular fight goes, I definitely belong in this fight. Um, for me, I see myself um, going 2-0 in the UFC. And then after that, look, I'm going to tell Dana, look, release me, bro. And I, let me tag somebody in and let me tag a teammate in at uh, 155 or 170 and let them get the shot, you know? No, nah, that's, that's dope. I mean, that's self-aware. And I don't think you're going anywhere, though, if you beat CM Punk, just FYI. You might as well uh, just hunker down and sign that contract. Cash that check. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, yo, there, that CM Punk money, man. Look, I'm trying to get lucrative over here, bro. So, uh, you know, I knocked CM Punk out. I'm going to ride that, that cash cow forever. But uh, <laughs> I just don't, you know, the UFC, like I said, it's the pinnacle, man. This is the, the best of the best. Um, I'm not trying, you know, I, I understand the, the business side of it. That's why I'm here. Uh, but from a realist, uh, I mean, dude, I, I've trained with some of these guys, and even these guys that, that got cut from the UFC, they can still light me up, you know, and when it comes to uh, MMA sparring and things like that. So, I mean, I understand the, the situation that I'm in, um, and I'm definitely not trying to jeopardize my health with fighting somebody like a Cowboy Saloni or something like that. <laughs> yeah, right. So... In preparation for coming up with Gar, like how have you been training extensively for quite some time? You've just now getting in the gym. What's going on with the training? No, I was I was training. I did some training. I, I took time off because uh, right in December uh, I had a, a boxing match come up, and uh, that one kind of fell through. Uh, around Thanksgiving, I took some time off to focus on school because I knew finals and you know actually I had some midterms I had to make up on. I was kind of I was slacking a little bit. Um, but I had to, you know, make up some tests and then I had finals coming up. I knew graduation was coming up. So I wanted to focus on that a little bit more, uh, as opposed to training. Um, but it really, I, I got back in the gym. I was still being active, you know, doing cardio and stuff like that. I wasn't just being a complete bump. Um, but right before I got the call, I actually just got serious back in the gym the week before, um, I got the call to uh, this, this whole, I mean, I don't even know really what to call this thing, man. Um, this, this, this science project, so to speak, had, came about. And when you did get the call, I mean, it's not every day that a fighter gets a call to fight in the UFC. I mean, who did you call first? What were your emotions like, you know, knowing that you could potentially be competing against one of the biggest names who hasn't even fought yet? Yeah, um, you know, I, I really, well, so let me tell you, so how it started was, um, so those don't know, I uh, I work for Legacy, um, I'm a good friend, actually my first fight with, as an amateur was with Legacy, you know, I've been part of the family for, you know, forever. Um, I got the call from the, uh, if y'all don't know Legacy, watch the shows, there's the, the ring announcers, the Collins, the ball-headed dude, he's also part of Matchmaker. Um, anyway, he gave me a call. And I, could, I really didn't even understand what he was saying. He was talking. I heard a... I didn't even know the dude's name was Mickey Gall. I thought it was Nicky Gall. And I heard a dude named Mickey Gall and fighting on Legacy 51 in Minnesota. And he just kept talking. 
And in my head, I'm thinking, why is Legacy flying me to Minnesota to take pictures of Nikki Gall? <laughs> and because uh, that's what I thought, you know. And then once the conversation finished, it was kind of like a brief pause. And then I asked, I was like, so what does it have to do with me? And he was like, we want you to fight him. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is kind of, well, I was like, what? And it kind of caught me off guard for a second. Um, but when, the, when it was first presented to me, it was presented to me in a way that it was going to be on a legacy card as opposed to the UFC card. And uh, for me, you know, being that I, my affiliation with legacy, I mean, I can fight for legacy. I can call Mick up right now, the promoter. I can call him right now. Like, look, give me a fight, you know, on your next card if I wanted to. Um, so for me, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. So I kind of thought about it for a little bit. And then I didn't get it. I didn't give an answer back. When finally Mick, the promoter himself, called me, he, was like, he told me the situation. And then I was like, "Oh, well, that that kind of changes it up, you know." Um, and I told him, "Yeah, you know, who? How, just like you said, how often does someone get a call and get in UFC, whether it be someone making a debut, which I can count on one hand how many times that's happened um, in modern MMA, or um, or even someone with twenty fights who who deserves to be in the in or in the UFC." You know, it doesn't happen often, um, so I couldn't turn down the opportunity. Um, then, you know, Dana White gave me a call uh, that following Wednesday, asked me if I really want to fight, and I was like, yo, let's do it. <laughs> Cut the check. That's what you <laughs> Yeah, yo, you know, son, we get, we're about to get lucrative, son. <laughs> <laughs> um, with it being on, you know, a UFC card and everyone can really see you, does it add pressure? Do you feel like an added pressure that you haven't felt that you haven't felt in previous fights, or are you going in loose and, and just ready to go? And, uh, see, and here's the thing: um, from outside of, well, well, let me start. Well, I've been to the big shows as far as the media side goes, so I already know what to expect um, and with the UFC atmosphere. You know, um, I have friends who've been there, I have teammates been there, I've tagged along hung out with, with various fighters. Um, so I know what to expect on that side of it. Um, well, now, you know, you get the cameras. I fought in front of cameras. I, I fought on Access TV. Um, I fought, uh, I was in a movie called Fightville where there were cameras around. Um, I fought in front of thousands of people before. Um, I fought, you know, knowing that there are millions of people around the world watching me fight. So from that aspect, I've already been there. You know, this is not something that's new to me. So I know what to expect. Um, yes, it's a different venue because it's in the UFC, so I know that's going to be a little different. Um, but as of now, I mean, there, there's no pressure. To me, this is just another day at the office. Um, but on the other hand, you have Mickey Gall, who he has limited experience as far as fights. He's only had three total fights, two as an amateur, one as a pro. Um, his biggest fight probably came in some bar in some little town in New Jersey, and the only pressure for him was knowing that Dana White was in the crowd watching. But then with that, he fought some cat who, you know, it, it was an easy fight for him. He was he was supposed to beat this guy um, that he fought that night. And you can tell about watching watching uh, the dude's style, you know? So the only pressure he had was making sure you don't look like shit um, in front of Dana White, you know? And even look at Dana White. He, he was there. You saw the videos. And he was like, man, this is a, this is a crappy card. Like, you know, it was just a nothing, you know? Um, but I fought on bigger shows. I feel like Legacy Fighting is uh, the second best organization in the world, and I fought for them. You know, I'm there every month. So I'm look, we got to fight this weekend. I'll be their cage side. 
I know what to expect. I know what to experience. Oh, I know what I will experience. Mickey Gall doesn't. This will be the first time for him um, under the big lights. This is the first time with him uh, ex- experiencing the, the the cameras, the media, the attention. This is all a first for him. You know, for me, this is nothing. The only thing, I would say the only added thing outside the, the volume of interviews that I'm doing, man, today I had to go get this MRI done. And that shit sucks ass, dude. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, they're like, look, you got to sit in this machine for like an hour and you can't move at all. So, to me, that was the worst part of this whole experience is getting an MRI. <laughs> um, there's, there, there's no pressure. Now, again, I'm talking, I'm, I'm over two weeks out. Once I get to Vegas on the second, uh, I still don't think it's going to affect me. But maybe it'll at weigh-ins, you know, it's, it's going to be a live event. Had the fans there, all the cherries. Now I haven't, I haven't done the live weigh-ins um, on that side of the field, um, so maybe that'll be a little different. But overall, this experience, man, look, I'm prepared for it. I'm ready for it. Um, it's just another day for me, man. Before we get you out of here, it's just one thing everyone needs to know: what are you gonna walk to the cage to? Like, what music <laughs> is pumping you up? <laughs> Yo, so already, you know, I, I had a conversation with the internet on Reddit uh, last week, and uh, they already told me I was probably going to get trolled to oblivion if I don't walk out to a Michael Jackson song. <laughs> um, so I, I will be walking out to a Michael Jackson song. I just haven't selected the one yet. Um, I have, I, I mean, look, I love Mike, man. I grew up listening to his music. Um, he's one of my favorite musicians. Um, so in tribute to him, um, and they, they don't like calling me Michael Jackson, hey, of course I got to walk out to it. Yo, um, I need I smooth criminal. I, I need smooth criminal. I, 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 may, I may even do like a little contest on my social media. I, I have some good friends of mine. They even like, look, man, so we get to help you pick, right? <laughs> you know, I don't know. So we'll see. You know, I just, I, I don't know how I'm going to spend this. I'm going to have to make this fun for the fans. You know, as long as you know, I get my numbers up on social media, we'll see what happens. Nah, definitely, man. Thanks for joining us, Mike. I know you're busy. couple weeks out. Can't wait to see you out here in Vegas. It's uh, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, yeah. Man, I appreciate y'all having me out. Just make sure y'all catch out there. Y'all follow the fans. Make sure y'all follow me on my social media, at The Truth Jackson's Twitter, Instagram. And, of course, check out the website, MikeTheTruth.com. Yes, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Make sure you guys stay tuned because when we come back, we're talking wrestling and boxing. So stay right there. Hey, baby, you forget your Ray-Bans And my sheets still orange from your spray tan It was more than soft porn for the gay man She remember my sprinter, said I was in the great fan I'm well, cutie, I like your bougie booty Come here, rock up, I do me Well, let's make a movie, hell You know my repertoire is like a wrestler I show you the rope, connect the dots A country girl in the Hollywood Mama used to cook red beans and rice And I was Denny's form in the morning Spoil your appetite Liquor pouring and niggas swarming your section with erection Smoking every direction Middle finger pedestrians are be singers and lesbians, rappers and managers, music and not phone cameras. The shit unanimous for you, it's damaging for you, I think. That pussy should only be holding exclusive rights to me. Alright, what up everybody? Thanks for staying through the break. We are back and we're here to preview the Royal Rumble. Yeah. I just caught up on everything wrestling. Yeah, well, uh, I had to watch two Raws. I had to listen to the podcast. Uh, man, watch NXT, watch SmackDown. I was, SmackDown wasn't bad. Well, SmackDown wasn't bad, but I feel like the SmackDown's going to go back to... The commentary makes so much of a difference. Oh, yeah. Mauro Ronello's, like, excellent. Great. 
Excellent. The only problem is I think SmackDown is going to go back to being what SmackDown has always been, which is like nobody cares, and it never fits into the Raw storylines anymore. And, and which I think they're carrying over the storylines. I think the IC title is going to be like exclusive to SmackDown. Yeah, poor Kalisto. Oh, Kalisto can't catch a break. We'll talk about him in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now let's start with the Rumble itself. Let's get right into the nitty-gritty. Who wins? Not Roman. Not Roman. There's no way in hell Roman Reigns wins. No, you're not Um, selling him twice as the winner. Either Triple H comes in and wins, which is very possible because they've they've not mentioned him at all for the last few weeks. So him entering the Rumble makes sense. I don't want to see him carry the belt. I understand, but he's just going to drop it to Roman at Mania again. Well, that's that's, that's the storyline that we're having here. Um, I don't really see too many other ways this can go. The whole Bray Wyatt angle at the end of Raw... It's, it, is it's, it the red herring? No, no. And if it is, they've ruined Wyatt so much is that I hate this. Because Wyatt hasn't been, like, he's been almost like upper mid-card. But they've, they've had him lose to so many people in so many feuds. Lose For him, to the main event guys. Well, I mean, you're losing to Roman. Like, you're losing, you're losing everybody you pretty much put in front of. He hasn't been like a star like he should be. So him winning the title doesn't make a lot of sense to me right now. Well, to me, it's it's the Mick Foley treatment. I mean, Mick never needed a belt. Mankind yeah, never but, needed the belt. But sooner or later, you throw him a bone and you let him win. But and, po- and all he did was lose to the main guys. He lost to The Rock, lost to Stone Cold, lost to The Undertaker. That was his job. But his character was so strong that you always pulled for him and you didn't care. If he fought anyone lesser than him, he always won. And that's the same thing we're seeing with Wyatt. And now is the time, even if he holds it only for five weeks... Until Mania, give him the belt. He has the stable behind him where he can take on Brock Lesnar and make it look believable. I, nothing looks believable against Brock Lesnar. Lesnar getting taken out by the Wyatts, including big-ass Braun Strowman, at the command of Bray Wyatt, looked believable. I, first of all, Braun Strowman's terrible. He's not great, but he's a, he's a big-ass he, guy. But, my again, my problem with Wyatt is I feel like his gimmick is almost getting old because he hasn't been able to utilize it properly, if that makes sense. Like, the, it's becoming the same thing over and over again. And, and them pretty much going over on the Dudleys did really nothing for Bray. It maybe did something for the Wyatt family, but not necessarily Bray. Bray should be doing so much more. Well, to me, Bray, Bray needs a slow burn. I mean, and we've seen that. His best rivalries have been the slow burn, the Cena you know, over time, that shit built up. That he lost. Was good. Like, I'm tired of him losing. I don't think but he – That's, I can't see that's him his the role. He is the loser of it, but he's so evil that he can maintain that evilness through the losses. That's what makes him great. That's what makes him Bray. Once again, we've only seen so many heels that can remain credible through all the losing. Him, Mankind – I mean, Mick uh, was Mankind was a face though. Like he was so, like he, he got over eventually. But he, when was, he was over. Funny. Yeah, like he was like over, over. And like Bray's when, not like over. Like uh, okay, he's not, not anymore. Not currently, yeah, that's okay, the problem. But he was over, right? And I felt like they killed his momentum. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I'd like to see Bray Wyatt have that title around his waist, but they, all that momentum he's had is they've killed by making him lose the Taker, by making him lose the Cena. Every meaningful rivalry he's had, he's lost. And now to I be don't know embroiled, how you change that. Yeah, that's my problem. And now you being embroiled with the Dudleys doesn't make a lot of sense. It feels like like you know maybe a Bray Ambrose rivalry or like Bray's got to go over on somebody winning the title. I just don't feel like, and even the Wyatts as a whole, I don't feel like they're strong enough. You know, 
Maybe you. I mean, I figure no matter what happens, I figure we're getting the Wyatt's versus Lesnar at Fastlane. Yeah, I, I think that's that's where it's going. And well, to me, I predicted uh, Strowman versus Lesnar. Just, just straight up, because that's a house match, though. Yeah, but I, I think Bray sits in the chair, like in the aisle. I think he's champ, and he just rocks back and forth. Strowman goes in there against Lesnar, and then the other guys just interfere, and Lesnar just f fives everyone and looks like a beast. And, and f five to Strowman is essentially the f five to Big Show. It just looks really good. Put Strowman well, through a table it. with the f five, and then you're working your way to Bray. And I think that's why Bray has to hold the title and not someone else during that. Because it gives him a power and, and something for Lesnar to chase. And then Lesnar can carry the belt through on, throughout and win it at Mania. And you can set up the, the Reigns-Lesnar beef and, and run that back. And have Reigns try to go over on Lesnar if you want Reigns to get the belt then. At least that's credible. It's not Triple H who hasn't fought in God knows how long since last WrestleMania. Him and Brock have unfinished business. And Brock can be your champion at Mania. And like I said, Wyatt is built to lose. But at least now it's a gauntlet to get to Wyatt. I just don't see. See, here's my here's my problem. I don't see them putting the title back around Lesnar's waist. I'd, I'm not a fan of that, by the I, way. Just I, taking the title yeah. and bouncing isn't my thing. I don't, I don't see them putting the, the title back on him. I feel like whatever vehicle it is, because Roman has to lose to the Royal Rumble, because we got a taste of it. At the end of Raw, when Roman speared Lesnar a second time, that crowd booed the shit out of Roman Reigns. Yeah. And if he wins the Royal Rumble after this big setup, people are going to feel like, come on, man. Like, he beat everybody. Now who's going to beat him? Nobody wants to see Reigns against Lesnar. And he's coming in at number one. What I'd like to see, (laughs) theoretically what I'd like to see is Lesnar coming in at number two. And these two proceed to beat the shit out of everybody. <laughs> just, just beat. Just no one else eliminate anyone besides them. Just two. them two. Just throw everybody. And you just out have a running count. Yeah, just like they're just one upping each other. You throw someone over. Reigns throws two. Lesnar throws two. Reigns throws one. And somehow I don't have a ticker on each side. Yeah, that's that's what I like to see. Like those That'd be two, so dope. they beat the shit out of what each if other. They both break the record. What that's if they what, both that's end what up I'm with talking 14 about. Each. Like let's make and this then a real. Come in and throw Roman and it's over. Cheat whatever he's got to do. Be fucking amazing. I, but that's what I like to see because the way that Raw ended with them basically taking on the entire roster, why not have them take everybody on everybody at the Rumble? Because in a sense, it kind of protected each other too. Even though they don't like each other, mm-hmm. everybody's going to come after those two because Reigns is the champ and Lesnar's the guy that you just got to get out of there. Yeah. So why not have them come in at one and two and just beat the dog piss out of each other for the first five minutes and then annihilate everybody else to come to the I wouldn't mind room? that. And I, I just want to see an ongoing ticker on each side. Like Reigns. The Lesnar and Reigns ticker? <laughs> like, I'd love to just see who's, it. who's throwing out more people. Yeah, but uh, who, who wins the Rumble? I don't know, man. Like, I'm still kind of going for it. that's what tri- makes it worthwhile to me because we don't know. We have a few scenarios. We don't have a lot. Unless Owens, Kevin Owens than, comes in there and wins. We got more than last year, which was Daniel Bryan or Reigns. We're going to be pissed if Reigns wins it. And then up, oh, Bryan's gone. Bryan was, he, was, he, he was, in, was he in the Rumble last year or was it the year before he wasn't in? That was the year before he wasn't in. Yeah, no, he was in last year. Yeah, he eliminated Matt early last Matt year and or, pissed like everybody like 13, and people were like, uh-oh, the jig. They yeah. saw the jig. I was at Sundance watching that. I was like, all right, time to go to the movies. Like, fuck this show. <laughs> so, I, I, dog, I don't know. I'm saying... I'm not comfortable with necessarily anybody winning because there's nothing in there that makes me feel good about seeing somebody win. Like, even Kevin Owens, as much as I like to see Kevin Owens win, he's going to be in a last-man-standing match yeah, with I don't, Dean I Ambrose. Think that takes him out of it. Yeah, so... It, it, and I think without, it's him versus Taker at Mania, so I think possible, they got to split that. Very possible. I'm not sure what, they, what route they go, but it's kind of... I don't know. It's weird. Uh, before we get to some of like the other matches that are just randomly thrown into the Royal Rumble, and we talk more about that I Quit match... 
uh, last man standing match. Excuse me. It's time for our pound for pound list. We got back to it last week because yeah, it was in demand. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this week's pound for pound list is the five people we want to see as surprise entrance into the Royal Rumble. Oh, That's some of the best. Like, you know, the Royal Rumble, it's long. It's an hour. It's painstaking at times. But the pop you get when you bring someone out, like last year, DDP and Bubba Ray, that's what we like to see. What five, not, I guess, non-main roster guys do you want to see this year? Um, I'll start it off. Okay. And uh, no order in particular. I want to see AJ Styles. Why? It's a waste if they put um, him in there. I want to see that debut. And I've heard like they're just going to run vignettes and try to get people used to him. And that's probably the smart way to do it. Yeah. I don't care about smart way. I want to see the pop. And I, I just want to see the smarks pop. Like, I want it to be that quiet rumble where you'd be like, oh, you guys know. You right. you know. And the like three guys with TNAs. Yeah. The phenomenal and the one. kids will be like, who is that? Right. Like, who is this fake Dolph Ziggler? And then we're going to be like, shut up, little kids. Watch this greatness. <laughs> so I want to see AJ Styles come out. Um, I would really like to see Jeff Hardy come in. Yeah. I think, you know, just the character, I mean, it's time to just bring that full circle, and I want to see that pop. Um, I want to see Baron Corbin in the Royal Rumble. To me, out of all the NXT guys, he's the heel, but Finn's going to come up eventually. Joe is Joe. I don't know when Joe comes up or if he ever comes up, but he's an established heel as is. Corbin needs that lift, kind of like they did with a Tommy last year at WrestleMania. Right. This is a chance to do it with Corbin. Have him come in and eliminate some main roster guys. Give him that that pop a little bit. So if he does have to take the belt off of Finn so Finn can move up, then it's believable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's three right there. Um, I want to see Spike Dudley. We got the other Dudleys. Bring Spike in. He's he'll, on my list. but yeah. yeah, he'll do some running around shit, do the little bulldog joint, and he'll get eliminated after three. You know, just have him come out and uh, – Oh, man, the the last one is rough. I've been hearing rumblings, and, and it'd be great. And I think the pop would be amazing. I don't know how much he has left in the tank, but it's Texas at WrestleMania. I, I think this guy is going to play a part in WrestleMania without, like, you know, the, the talent on the roster to actually wrestle. Mm-hmm. And this is a great way to work him back in somehow to that. And I want Shawn Michaels to come into the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and I want Shawn to... Be, I don't care what number he comes in. Have Sean come in, super kick a few people, have someone toss him out, and just plant him in one of the feuds for WrestleMania. Just as a mouthpiece. I just want him to be around. Maybe someone's corner. Or just help him you know, with the raw build to Mania. Just have his presence because they need star power. And everyone can't wrestle. True. But bringing Sean in at, at this little spot would be great. He'd get an amazing pot in the Rumble and you know, it'd make Raw worthwhile. Alright, so this isn't bad. Uh, see, if this was a different Royal Rumble where I just know that Roman Reigns is going one to thirty, pretty much, I'd be fine with some of the. I'd be fine with AJ Styles coming in if I knew he wasn't going to get wasted. Yeah, I'd be fine with Baron Corbin like that. That's the problem I have with Baron Corbin coming in is like he's going to get eliminated definitely by somebody that's either named Lesnar or Reigns or Strowman. Yeah, I don't want to see him get wasted. So mine are a little bit more nostalgia based because okay. it's that kind of pop. I'd like to see Jake the Snake. Make his Ooh, return okay. at Pop the Royal Rumble. Jake the Snake. He's, he's looking kind of kind of hefty around the stomach. Yeah, but he's still Jake the Snake. He's still a legend. He said he wanted to work his way back into the Royal Rumble in his documentary. So why not have Jake the Snake? Um, Spike Dudley, of course. I'd definitely like to see Spike. Um, 
no particular order. My number one guy who I'm putting in, I'm saying third is Sid Vicious. What, Sid Vicious? Dude, yes. Have you seen his Twitter? No. It's amazing. Sid's, Psycho Sid. Psycho Sid's Twitter is amazing. I love to see Sid is in the Is he still in shape? I don't know. No, you don't even care. I don't care. <laughs> like, if, if Sid just comes out. Virgil in, too. Yo, I give dap to my cousin the same way, like, pound my chest in the fist, just like Sid does. I've been doing that my entire life because of Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, Psycho Sid, all his names. His Jerry <laughs> Curl made him awesome. I just like to see him come out. Um, and the white guy with the Jerry Curl. Yeah. Another person I'd like to see, uh, nostalgia doesn't always extend to the 90s. For the 2000s, is one person I'd like to see for no real reason but the Boogeyman. Again? Yeah, why not? the Boogeyman last year. I don't, I don't care. Bring him back. Have him scare somebody. I don't know. Bring back the Boogeyman. All right. I don't know what he does. You never have too much Boogeyman. He's always like, he's like 45 years old, so why not? Um, damn, I need one more person. You already one took more. Jeff Hardy. Uh, the Godfather. Oh, he has to have the whole train. Yes, of course. The full whole train. Okay. Yes, well, it's like PG something, but it, it's pay-per-view. The Wench train. I don't care what you call it. Maybe the May Young train. I don't know. No, a bunch gotta, of old it got to be the whole train. It got to be the whole train. Yes. And he has to have top flight hoes. Yeah. Did, wasn't there a year that JBL and Farouk both ended the Rumble? Yeah. What, what, when was that? Um. Uh, the APA was three? Three years? Wasn't when they both ripped off the shirts of the APA? Yeah. Like, I like stuff like that. Because no, I yeah, know they're not going to win. So just throw them in there for nostalgia purposes. Let them do their I thing. I love the throwback guys, man. I, I mean, like, I wouldn't wait. mind seeing Rob Van Dam. I know who I want to see. Shane McMahon. That's, that's my number one guy. If Shane, Shane O'Mac Mac comes out into the Royal Rumble. Money, 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 money. I am losing it. I'm doing yes. the dance, the skip. All I day. Might, listen, my girlfriend is here while we record this. But, you know. I, I might just have to hit her with the flying elbow off of the couch. <laughs> just just because. The, the Shane O'Mac. What's it going to take to bring Shane O'Mac back to the company? He's like distanced himself so far from the WWE. He has. But he, but he can do a one, one-off That's like what I'm saying. This. Come back, Shane. It'd be amazing. Remember when he was European champion? Oh. Remember when he had his wars with X-Pac? Like, Shane was Shane a company guy. Shane jumped from the top of the Jumbotron. Steve Blackman. Through. Hey. The, what was it? Once he hit the big show, he... No, he did it like three times. Shane killed Shane himself. Do anything. Yeah, he killed himself with the when company. When he jumped from the turnbuckle through the announce table with the elbow, yeah. that's when I was like, yo, he's, he's, Shane, he's incredible. Shane O'Mac. That's my number one guy. I'd love to see Return of the Rumble. And, and it would even make sense if he came in with Triple H. You know, like 29 and 30 yeah. as the distraction to get Roman out of there. It even makes sense in, the, in this angle, the authority angle, that Shane O'Mac came back. Oh, yeah. I can see Shane coming in, taking a Roman spear. Roman's trying to throw him out, and then Triple H enters at 30 and throws Roman. Yo, how does Shane? Like, Shane sells better than half the roster. Shane is the man. I don't care. Listen, I'd listen. I'd buy a Shane t-shirt. I'd, I'd go all the way. I, don't I could do a pound for pound of top five Shane O'Mac moments. Like, <laughs> with Kurt Angle's belly belly suplex him at King of the Ring, and the glass didn't break, and Shane landed on his head, <laughs> and Shane took it like a soldier and did it again? Yeah, Shane don't care. Company man. Company man. <laughs> Vince must not be paying his son enough. For as bad as Vince is as a wrestler, Shane is equally great. Oh, he's amazing. And like, he, like I said, he'll do, he'll do anything. Anything. He does not care. Come back, Shane O'Mac. We miss you, Shane. We got to start that. <laughs> we got we to gotta start a hashtag for Shane O'Mac. We got Shane O'Mac hashtag. We have a red panties night hashtag yeah. for Conor <laughs> McGregor. Yes. 197 will no longer be hashtag UFC 197. Nope. It'll be hashtag red panty night. Yep. Indeed. 
Uh, let's run through quick the other matches before we get to boxing and end the show. Um, we have Owens versus Ambrose. I quit. Who do you think wins? Um, this last man standing. So last man standing. Why do I keep doing that shit? This makes it difficult because I can't. I hate to see Owens go out and lose in a last man standing match. So I'm gonna go ahead and pick Kevin Owens. But then I don't want to see him with the title. I want to see him have a title run of the main title. But I, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna. Damn. I'm gonna go with Owens. I don't think he's gonna win, but that's who I want to win. So I'm just gonna go with him. Cool. I have uh, Ambrose winning. Uh, I don't know how he's going to do it. I always like the the joint where you get pinned under the forklift. Who was that? The Rock? <laughs> yeah. Who was that? Uh, I, I think, so such cheap I think ways. It was mankind who pinned the Rock under the forklift and like he couldn't get up. Yeah, it's like so, such cheap ways to win it. Where you're not really the last. It's the last man yeah. standing literally. Yeah. yeah that makes so sense. The, that's always a cool way. And Ambrose is crazy enough to figure some shit like that out. Like, people always just, like, bury them under tables and, like, all yeah. crazy stuff. And just Cena does top. it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's dope. Um, tag team title match. New Day versus the Usos. I honestly don't care. The New Day should win. There is no heat in this rivalry. Russell no. Um, I think the New Day wins. And my idea the entire time is that it's building up towards the first four-way TLC match at WrestleMania between the Dudleys, the Usos, Lucha Dragons, and the New Day. Fuck it. We've never seen a Fatal 4-Way TLC match. Let yeah. the Dudleys have that as their final hurrah. They're not going to win, but, you know, have them have their match before you let them walk off into the sunset. And the next night, bring up Enzo and Cass to really get this shit popped. Yeah, I mean, this, the tag team division, as hot as it was for a, sec- a second ago, it feels so stale right now. Like, Oh, because NXT is so much better. Yeah, like, like once NXT gets, like, super dope at something, the main roster sucks. Yeah, like Jordan and Gable are the best tag team in the world right now. Oh, easy. Hands but down. I, you know... I'm going to pick the New Day to win because, like I said, there's not enough heat to change the hands of the title. What I don't understand and why this hasn't happened yet is with the roster being so depleted, why aren't we pushing Big E as a singles competitor? Like, harder to go after a title. I don't understand this. Big E has the look. He's the personality. He has the style. And the New Day, it seems like they need another title. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. The U.S. title's doing jack shit. That's what I'm saying. So which I we'll talk them, about in a second. But Them versus... Uh, the League of Nations would be a pretty like dope offshoot rivalry. Guys, do something with them now. Anything like Big E is too good of a singles competitor to just be in the tag team picture. He should be going after the uh, United States of the IC title to make the New Day a bigger faction, a stronger. And faction. I think when they get better tag teams and the New Day doesn't have to carry it every week, right. they have those options. But right now they're carrying the division. You kind of don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. Um, Talking about the U.S. title, Kalisto versus Del Rio. Another fight, a match I don't care about. No, we've watched it for like the last four weeks. Why yeah, do we keep doing this? They're not going to do anything special. I mean, Kalisto might, and but I, I don't think he wins. I think League of Nations interferes. It's a pretty stupid match that we've seen over and over. Well, here's what I don't understand: Are you or are you not going to push Kalisto? Make up your goddamn mind. One week he wins, the next week he loses, and like for him to hold that title for what a few days was kind of pointless. It's all right. It's the, it's the AJ Styles title. They're nah. just waiting on it. Just, I think just, that's it. They're just killing time. When, whenever AJ actually does come up, because they're paying him a shitload of money, which is crazy, because I heard the other guys, including Nakamura, are going to NXT first. Well, yeah, I, Nakamura I figured, has to learn English. So. And, and and like I said, with Balor down there, it makes sense for the Balor Club to start in NXT and make their rise to the main roster. Nakamura needs to work, you know, the cameras and live television. AJ's got that already. Yeah. Once AJ gets called up, I mean. I, like I told the last time we were, took his physical yesterday. Yeah, he's supposed to be debuting soon, which I, I figured would be the week after the Rumble. Yeah. But what my like I've always said I'm concerned with him because do you see how 
quickly they ruined Tyler Breeze on the main roster. Oh, super Like, he quick. lost that useless tag match. He's the one who took the pinfall. When they had the affliction, I would call them the affliction because oh, yeah. they're, like, retarded. Um, <laughs> the ascension. Somebody's going to PC me for that one. PC police me. <laughs> but the ascension and Stardust against that weird all-black and Neville tag team on Martin Luther King Day. Like, everything about that match was bad. Yo, before we go on, it's Martin Luther King Day. They put an entire black team together except for Neville. <laughs> And Neville gets the pin. Right. Like, don't have a MLK Day-themed like match. That's Vince's dream. And let the one white guy on the team get the pin. That's Vince's dream. That's not, our, that's I, not MLK's I was just dream. bamboozled and baffled. I'm just saying. You know so, what? Let our truth get a pin. Wow. You're asking for a lot. Hey, it's MLK <laughs> Day. He got a dream. It was his birthday. You can't let him go over. He's like 48. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty rude. Yeah, but all I'm saying is, like, it's dirty for that. They brought Tyler Breeze in. They got rid of Summer Rae, like, immediately. Like, he doesn't even get interest music anymore. And he's getting buried at the bottom of the roster. Dolph Ziggler, he has to wrestle in, like, two weeks. We haven't yeah. seen Ziggler in forever. They're, like, on Superstars or something. If so, you have Hulu. Yeah, and I, nobody watches Superstars. I, just say it. I'm trying to figure out, like, if they can ruin AJ Styles. Like, he can essentially be ruined immediately if they don't handle him right. Definitely, yeah. I think he has a little bit more buzz than Tyler Breeze, but. One more question I have for you. Where's Lana? Good question. Ever since they started the League of Nations, Lana has never been seen again. No, I don't know. She was there for, like, the first two weeks, and then maybe she, you know, she's on paid vacay. She's getting her nails done. Follow her on Instagram. She's I guess. A follow. I guess. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick Del Rio to win because I see there's no reason for Kalisa to win that match. We have uh, Charlotte versus Becky. Um, I figure Charlotte's going to win, and it's going to lead to a submission match at Fastlane. Because I don't know why this is not a submission match right now. The figure eight versus the disarmor. That would be good. I mean, and we'll see. Somewhere, Sasha Banks is getting the picture and get the title shot at WrestleMania. Yeah, but triple threat it. You know, WrestleMania. Yeah, do, would be whatever great. you can, do, yeah. do something. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I think Becky has to win. Becky didn't even hold the NXT championship. Like no. they pulled her up too fast. So it's time for Becky uh, to you know get her shot to be that third star or shit fourth star because Bailey's a bigger star than yeah, she, she is. is. So I, Becky's kind of the odd chick out, and it's time for her to hold the title. Her promos have been really good. I, I like them better good. than Charlotte's promos with Ric Flair crying all damn time. And Charlotte can barely talk. So I, I think Becky Becky has way more potential than Charlotte. Charlotte just has the name. I don't know. That whole Divas division, once again, is in shambles. Like, Until I'm, Sasha gets the strap, and then it'll be Like, where's A-OK. Sasha been? Uh, she exactly. shot down the rumors that she was injured. Right. But she hasn't even been walking out with Team Bad. So, like, th- who knows? I don't, I don't get what's going on. Like, Paige hasn't been doing anything. She was with Natalia, which was weird. Only because Total Divas... Yeah, premiering, so they made them wrestle. She supposedly had jumped her like months ago. Remember, she put her out. Like none of this makes sense. None. Nothing in the Divas division makes sense. It all revolves around Total Divas. Like I was watching today while I was working. I was watching WrestleMania, Cena versus Shawn Michaels, and it was like a Divas match with Melina versus Ashley Marrero. And I was like, I don't remember any of these bras. And I'm watching <laughs> this. And I'm like, Jesus, what the hell? like? What is going on? And I'm like, Yo, but the Divas division is about as bad right now. In terms of storylines. Okay, I was about to say talent. Talent is there. Storylines are not. No. Like, the angles are horrible. Um, but I, Becky could win, but I figure they're going to keep Charlotte with that belt and have a rematch the fast That's lane. so whack. Um, before we get out of here, we got boxing to talk, though. Yeah. Deontay Wilder, another KO. They, and the fight, you know, I went back, watched it. He didn't he look good. He struggled early. He didn't look good. But he turned it on. I, I think the 
at the end of the fifth, he was like, okay, I got the game plan. I know what I have to do. Sixth, seventh, eighth rounds. Uh, he started to tee off. He found his range, and it led to the knockout. So, okay, so here's my issue with Deontay Wilder. The more he fights, the less he looks like a world beater. Because they put him and Danny Garcia have the same issue going on. They're fighting lower level competition and fighting to the level of their competition. Definitely. And it's becoming problematic because before, when you wanted to see Tyson Fury or Klitsch go in wilder, now you're like, damn, it could be a horrible fight with him and Fury. Like, it could just be a really ugly fight. But the him Stavern fight was really good. Right. But ever since then, just like that was his moment, he's like, it hasn't been like great performance. He's getting knockouts, but he's getting hit a lot too. Yeah. He's on cruise control, but maybe Fury's that guy to bring that level up. I Listen, hope so. Fury. Did not look great against Klitschko. <laughs> no. Was, so but nobody looks great against Klitschko. That's the thing. But like Klitschko nobody. didn't look great. Well, I mean, Klitschko ended up losing. So in, in a winning effort, he looked pretty bad. Well, you got you to give a lot of credit to Fury for not allowing Klitschko to get off that jab. He did a lot of things right in that fight. It just was boring as hell. Like when Floyd does it, we don't complain as much. Like we, I mean, we do complain as much. Yeah. But we kind of understand the what he's doing. <laughs> like, At least he lands a few punches, though. Wilder's going to get Pavekin next. Which I hope the fight's in the States. That's going to be tough. And tough yes, matchup. it is a tough fight. Fury will get the rematch with Klitschko. There's a couple guys on the outside, like Anthony Joshua and a few guys coming up. David Hayes apparently back in the mix now, too, with his big knockout. Looking healthy. Um, but it's just like with Wilder, it's like I feel like he's going to get exposed more and more the more he fights. Like he, he's not, not, I'm not saying he's not improving, but there's holes that keep he's not showing, showing up. It. Yeah. yeah, like. He's going to have to show that he can step up to that level of competition, and he's just not comfortable stealing fights. Like yeah. he, he's just relying on, I'm eventually going to knock him out. And it seems like he has no, I guess, perception that the rounds are being scored. Yeah, he's just like, I'm so here he's just to like, get like, Yeah, I can, I can you know, drop or get hit more this round and that round, right. and eventually the knockout's going to come. You don't want to leave it up to the judges. True. He's never had to do that. He's going to get jerked once, and it's going to you know, click. Coming. And then he's going to be like, oh, man, I really got to go. Um, his best thing is, though, when he does lose, if he does lose, he'll have the immediate rematch. He'll learn. He has the talent. He's the most talented heavyweight in the world. Well, yeah, and he's naturally athletic and gifted. Yes. So if he can figure out how to get a jab and to use his length, he's fine. And it might take a loss before that happens. But it's boxing. People lose. Right. In the world post-Floyd. Um, what else do we have? The possible well, let's talk about a fight that is booked. Guerrero Garcia this weekend. I'll be in LA for it. I mean, Danny gets Guerrero, who's now the guy who gets beat up by everyone just because he fought Floyd once. Um, it's like instant credibility, I guess. It's no credibility. Asterisk. Danny gets nothing from winning this fight. There's so many things wrong with this fight. Again, you're fighting somebody who has a name but hasn't looked good. Like when he fought Pauly. Paulie was on the wrong side of his career. Guerrero should have lost to Aaron Martinez. He got thumped by Keith Thurman. Who'd he beat? He beat one person in between. Well, he beat Aaron Martinez. He's two and two of his last four fights. Lost to Floyd. Somebody else. Can't think yeah. of who it was. Oh, that war he had with, um, what's his name? But um, They squeaked out. Yeah. So what does Danny get by winning this fight? It's another fight he's supposed to win. He gets a little bit of money, and he goes on to the summer, hopefully, to fight someone bigger and better. Um, I'd like wants, to see. Khan wants him. Yeah, I'd like to see the con fight. I'd like to see a rematch, you know, with Porter. Um, I'd like to see a lot of that stuff. I just like this Porter, fight. Porter, con. I just want to see Porter, con. Um, 
Hell, who else at 147 that we can really see? I mean, there's Thurman and there's Kell Brook. Uh, I, I'd see a Brook fight to see if he, you know, get that title. To me, Brook is that guy now that you fight for the belt. Like, you, you want that quick belt? He's probably the most skilled heavyweight. I mean, heavyweight, welterweight. Kell Brook, skill-wise, I mean, Keith hits hard. Sean Porter's a bull. Kell Brook is finesse. Yeah, he's now the cerebral one. Yeah, in, he's finesse. In the but Danny is just a guy like... I just wrote a piece. It'll probably be up tomorrow on Share Dog. Is, you know, the stalled celebrity of Danny Garcia. When he beat Lucas Batista, he was supposed to go to the next level. And he never hit that next gear. He looked bad against Herrera. Yeah. He, he fought a cab driver in Rod Salka. He, what, what Pauly Malignaggi? Like, come on, man. Like, and Mauricio Pauly Herrera. Like, like, off the desk. Right? It's like, come on, man. Like, Lamont Peterson beat you for, like, most of the fight. If you would have fought around sooner, he would have beat you. You got to show me something. It's been, what, two, since 2000, what was that, 12, 13? 12, yeah. You got to show me something. You can't keep getting And then he just protected. makes a jump in weight without proving anything. But this you is another give me fight. I mean, and, and, and this is Puerto Rico versus Mexico. Why aren't we seeing this rivalry getting played up? It's at the damn Staples Center. It makes no sense. Same reason we didn't see it. Canelo, Cotto, like. This is stupid. It's, Boxing it's needs to fix itself. Because <laughs> UFC's really came in and just kind of taken everything. Yeah, because they know how to promote. Like, the promoters need to get back to promoting. Yeah, like, um, Floyd left and ruined everything. Word. I mean, you know, Heyman's a great numbers guy. It is what it is. He's going to make you money. But he's not going to promote the fight for you. No. Um, and that's where Schaefer is so important. So we'll Schaefer see. Will be back. Schaefer will yeah, be back. Yeah, we'll see if Schaefer, you know, I, I, I assume he's going to be with PBC. And we'll see how he changes the promotional aspect of things. Yeah. Because that's what he does. Yeah, Richard Schaefer is great. When it comes to that marketing promotion, he knows how to make that's, deals. And that's what they're missing, though. They're, they're definitely missing That's that. what they're missing. Yeah. So um, let's talk about a fight that should get done but hasn't been done yet. Uh, Thurman Porter. I don't care anymore. Just make like, the damn fight. When it, whenever it happens, just call me and I'll be there. Because <laughs> y'all, y'all keep talking about it. Kenny and Sean, which I'm hoping to get them on the show next week or the week after, have been trying to get this fight. I've been talking to Keith's publicist. Says he wants to fight. It's been, what, six months since we were talking yeah, about this man. fight? I, I don't know if they can't find a home for it. Like, which network? I don't know if they're trying to have the networks bid against each other for the most money. Look. Or advertise. I don't, just make the shit happen. If Danny Garcia and Robert Guerrero can fight on Fox, this fight can end up somewhere. Like, yo, just stop talk, Just make the fight and tell me when it's going to happen. And we there. Don't even have a <laughs> press conference. Just be like, yo, next week they're fighting. I'll be there. Otherwise, I don't want to hear about that. That easy. Um. Pacquiao retiring before we get out of here. Him, Bradley. Care? No? Yeah? No, I mean, look. It's here. It's here. We're That's going. right. The undercard is <laughs> actually not bad. Jose Ramirez. There's a few guys on the card that I want to see. But the fight itself, I... Do you yo, think Pacquiao can pull out the win? Yes, I, I do. I mean, we saw Tim Bradley with Teddy Atlas in his quarter fight a pretty much weather-worn Brandon Rios and knock him out. Yeah. It's not that impressive to all of a sudden say, yo, you're going to beat up Manny Pacquiao now. Manny Pacquiao still Manny Pacquiao. If there's any <laughs> credence given to the shoulder surgery and that the shoulder was a problem against Mayweather, nobody looks good against Floyd Mayweather. Tim Bradley wouldn't look good against Floyd Mayweather. Pacquiao's still awkward. I think Pacquiao wants the knockout. I just don't know like how this fight's going to play out, but I think he wins his going-away fight. That's why he picked Tim Bradley. That's yeah, why he didn't pick you, Terrence you Crawford. You pick someone you want to win, yeah. I guess. That's that, true. That's all it I is. I mean, he feels that like he beat him twice already. 
Yeah. So what? What the hell is it? I mean, who time? doesn't feel like you beat him? Except for Teddy Atlas, who's like, "Yo, it's I, a draw. I scored the first straight fight a draw." That's hilarious, Teddy. <laughs> that is really funny because hey. nobody on the planet, except for those three blind mice that were ringside, call it even close to anything that Bradley should have won. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't say, "Yeah, I had you winning." At least he didn't lie, boldface lie. Yeah, that's what he's like. Okay, it's a draw. I mean, uh, that, that's what we get, though. That's our slate coming up. You. Are going somewhere in Utah then? Yeah, the, I'll be at Sundance. I'm Tundra. watching movies, man. I'm watching Nat Turner bio. I'm I'm busy. I'm movie man next week. You're hype about this Nat Turner bio. Yo, I am. It's gonna be dope. Listen, listen. Killing I, a bunch of like Nat Turner killed a bunch of white people that were the slave masters and annihilated everybody. His story never gets told in nobody's history book because nobody ever wants to hear about a black man killing a whole bunch of white people. And it, it was slave masters, and they deserved it. So now we're getting a movie out of it's it. Like Django, it, but it's better. <laughs> like it's yo Nat Turner was a slave and just killed like he didn't he didn't have help it was him so I'm trying to see how this plays out I feel I'm like it's the it. story of Catcher Freeman from uh, Boondocks <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're getting that exact tale yo, I can't, told on the big screen I can't, that and Love the Miles it. Davis bio biopic uh, with uh, Don Cheadle playing Miles Davis oh I, I didn't even hear about that yeah Pretty and great. Spike Lee's got a Michael Jackson documentary with a bunch of Michael Jackson lost footage uh, from Off the Wall Oh, nice. Where Michael Jackson still looked like a human being. Yeah. You know, he saw the curl, he was a little bit dark skinned, wore sequins all the time. Yeah. He was on his way to Drake, but not quite, yeah. you know, so Alabaster. Sundance is going to have some great movies. I'll be writing for him for a number of websites. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be in the freezing cold. I'm going to come back with the flu. Stay away from me. <laughs> Dope. That is our episode for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Can't wait to get back to you guys next week. We'll talk about Royal Rumble. We'll talk about uh, the boxing match this weekend. Preview some UFC stuff because we'll have the Cain Velasquez versus Fabricio Verdum rematch to talk about as well. Uh, until then, follow us on all social media at the Corner LSN, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Follow me at Kel Dansby on everything right now. My Snapchat is lit. Yeah. Jump on the bandwagon. I don't do Snapchat. Follow me at Andreas Hale, the Instagram and the Twitter. Like I said, I'll be at Sun- Sundance doing some crazy shit. And, uh, and then I'll be back. And I'll probably be tweeting the Royal Rumble if I'm not busy getting ready to go to uh, Sundance. So I'm sure I'm going to be tweeting some, get the fuck out of here. There's going to be a lot of shit I'm going to be saying. <laughs> I'm, not gonna be, I'm sure that I'm not going to be happy about something. So follow me there if you want to hear some ignorance. All right, but right now we're out of here, so until next week, peace, 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 peace. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. All the corners, niggas robbing, killing, dying, just to make a living. We overstated, we underrated, we educated. The corner was our time when time stood still and gators and snakeskins and yellow. The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. 
My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 